0: Welcome back to another episode of the Post-Sermon Podcast. We are here because we want to help you take Sunday morning learning into Monday morning living as we connect others to the love of Jesus and help them live on gospel mission. My name is Ruth, and I am joined by one of my good, good friends, Janet. Janet, can you give us a holla? Holla. What is up? Janet and I have known each other for maybe a year or so, maybe two years? Two years. Probably. Two years. We met, and Janet said, Yeah. I like I love her. You. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some crazy chaotic energy. But Janet is here because her and I have had many conversations about our relationships to God and food. But we're—I'm getting ahead of myself because I got to tell you what the heck we're talking about. We are talking about the first episode of the test series, which is about the Book of Daniel and how God has sometimes small tests for us so we can ta- we can pass a big tests of faith later. And so this whole sermon series is looking at how God is worthy for us to be faithful to, and he's worthy of us to be faithful to in the little things as well as the big things. And so before we hop into everything, can you give us a little bit of a recap of Daniel 1, which is the text that we covered today? Sure. So... The Babylonian Empire
1: went against God's plan to spread out and inhabit the earth, and they built a great tower, and they wanted to get up to God. They also then decided at this point in time in history that they were going to go in to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, And overtake Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which they sort of had it coming mm-hmm. because they had been Goofing up. Goofing up, not following God's plan for them for a long time. So, but the bottom line is in this takeover, they took back about 10,000 young men and they brought them back into King Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, mm-hmm. and they were basically indoctrinating them into their culture, Language. into their way of living, mm-hmm. into their their history and their belief systems. And there were four men who, I don't have their names. Shadrach, Dan- Meshach, and, and Abednego. Daniel, yeah, 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 yeah. Dan-Rack, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes,
0: but we're using three of their Babylonian names, and we're not using Daniel. So Belshazzar would be Daniel's, all their Babylonian names. And then I also did have my poor notes in front of me, remembering their Hebrew names. Yeah. But we know them from Veggie Tales. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and so exactly right. I am Penny. grateful for vegetables. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> they are vegetables. <laughs> ahead of and I think one of them is called Benny. Uh, <laughs> but
1: yeah, Daniel was kind of like the lead mm-hmm. in the group and, and the author of this book. And the author of the book. And the king had. St- Required of them to eat from his table, drink from his cup. So, and you know, Daniel resolved himself that although he was being indoct- indoctrinated into this culture, he was going to hold fast mm-hmm. and not eat or drink of the king's table. And so he asked permission. And he got permission. He said, give us a 10-day test. Yeah. Let us show you at the end of that. If, if you're not getting in trouble because we're not wasting away, if you're not getting in trouble with the king, then we'll see how it goes. And so they did. They ate only vegetables and water for the next 10 days. And, uh, and when they came before the king, they had gained weight. They not only had gained weight, they had learned. They, they knew so much more mm-hmm. than even the existing, the existing other guys in the, yeah.
0: in the kingdom yeah. that they mm. were up against. so That's so good. Fascinating. It's super fascinating. And I think one of the things that's helpful is we're kind of having this conversation about ancient Babylon and current Babylon. And to say ancient Babylon was indoctrinating their culture. And we, as the church, as faithful ones of Jesus, we pray to be, are also being indoctrinated by our culture. And there are things that they're asking us to do that we sometimes are willing participants in. And that's where this conversation of these tests that we're having, and today we're going to talk about the sugar test, is to say we recognize that it does not make any logical sense that eating vegetables and water would make you gain weight. Because I have tried to eat vegetables and water before, you don't gain weight. I've learned that. You're sad, but you don't gain weight. And what we see is this miraculous covering of their saying, I'm with God, I am with the God of Jerusalem, I will not bend the knee in this little way to you. And therefore God met them because they were faithful with little, he was faithful to them. And so our conversation in looking at what's happening in modern Babylon is to say, what is the cultural culture saying to you? And how can you stand up and say, I will not bow down to what you're saying about me as a human being. And so we had this conversation to say, the culture says, you are just a consumer. That's all you are. All you are is eat and be merry and be happy and don't worry about the future because it doesn't matter because you came from evolution. You're an ape at your being and so it doesn't matter what you do now. So you might as well eat what you want when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Do what Mm -hmm. you want when you're sad. It doesn't matter. And so the reason we're having this conversation is to say we actually were made for something. We were made for someone and that's why we're going to look at, hey, what does it look like for us to be faithful
1: with our bodies? I think that cultural impact is so subtle. It's just so subtle because it's kind of like being the frog in the water. Mm. The temperature has gotten turned up. (laughs) yeah. And so we've been raised in this culture. So I think I know that pastor said embrace the exile. Mm -hmm. I think first we sort of have to wake up to it.
0: Yeah. Hey, just so you know, you are an exile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, by
1: the way, What you've come to expect is normal, Mm -hmm. normal consumption of food, whatever else is not necessarily what's best for us. Yeah.
0: In the way, what
1: God wants for us.
0: Yeah. And it's to say, do we live distinct Mm. as Christians in a post Christian world, a world that, hey, says, hey, being a Christian, not cool anymore. It's not cute. It's not fun just this thing that you do that we don't like in our post-christian world what does it look like for us to be distinct and what does it look like for us to be distinct in our eating Mm -hmm. to say hey we want to steward the bodies that god gave us and there's just something really important to say the reality that what we put in our mouth yep affects what we put in our mind and affects yep. what goes down into our heart. And I think both of us talked about that was like really impactful for us. But I want to hear a little bit of your story when mm-hmm. it comes to food. Me and you have talked about it extensively. But I want to hear what, what did the relationship with food have impact on your relationship with God?
1: Yeah. So it was a little surprising. So about five and a half years ago, I was pretty uncomfortable in my own skin, Mm -hmm. and really wanted to find a way to lose weight, age better. And for me, it was really about how I felt, somewhat about how I looked. I was concerned about aging poorly. I utilized a program to get me healthier. I embraced it. I had a lot of support in it. But what what blew me away was within... A week or two of changing my nutrition, not only bringing good nutrition in and eliminating some bad nutrition, but also eliminating alcohol Mm. from my habit loop that had become, you know... More than it needed to be. It was something, it was actually one of the main things I was concerned about giving up because mm-hmm. I didn't think I would be successful. That and pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good to know. Pizza and alcohol had a similar hold on you.
1: <laughs> but literally within <laughs> two weeks, I said to my husband, do you think I have more energy? And he said to me, mm, I think it's changed your personality. Huh. And I said, okay, what do you mean by that? And he goes, you're nicer. Literally, these are the words. Yeah, I and remember I you telling even me that I was angry about that. I was like, oh, you're right. I'm not I as do tired. feel nicer. <laughs> I do feel nicer. I'm not tired like I was. I'm not dragging myself through the day. But this then developed into it just my mood improved, my energy improved, my relationships improved. Mm. I had more bandwidth to show up for the people I love. Mm. And then I had more bandwidth to show up in my faith. I have more bandwidth to show up for God. Yeah. And had an amazing growth spurt at the age of 50. Yeah. In my faith.
0: Yeah. 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 I think this is something that Pastor Brennan has said to me and the staff before that was like really interesting. He was asking us about like our yearly goals. And he says, discipline in one area helps you have discipline in other areas. Yep. yep. And eating is huge. It's very social. It's very it's very cyclical. And so you eat around three times a day. And so it's something that you're thinking about every single day. And so creating discipline and creating meaning and thinking about the things that we eat allows us to create meaning and discipline in all other areas, like spending a quiet time. Because you're now meal prepping for dinner and you're now grocery shopping, thinking a specific way. You're able to say, wow, I, Lord, you've helped me change in this way. You can help me change in all these other ways. That you're now opening me up to because I made one small change. Yeah, but
1: even that, like that, success breeds success. But taking out the bad that we put into our body and putting in more good brings the energy. Yeah, to show up in places and it and it does affect mood. I've yeah. seen it in so many people. It's sort of like yeah. a chemical process in our body. Yeah, it's legit. I think it's science. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's christians yeah. do believe in science so, hey <laughs> it's true it's yeah, yeah. not just like oh i did that here i can do that over there yeah it's literally like you are fueling yourself yeah in order to be fueled yeah in other areas yeah
0: yeah it's imagining watered down gasoline versus having just gasoline exactly that it's it's this mirror image almost it's yep. to say hey and you think of, I think of, like, nicer cars. I, for the first time, drove, like, a nice car. My parents mm-hmm. had a silly car that I had to put the really expensive gas in. It was mm-hmm. so annoying. But if you didn't put the really expensive gas in, nope. it did not run the way it was meant to. Nope. And we're not trying to make a correlation between money. Because there is economical ways to eat healthy. Uh, you have to just be mindful of that. And so we say that recognizing that it's not always easy. And we're not... We're not saying to you, hey, this is going to be just the easiest thing you've ever done. No. In the same way that we don't think it was easy for these four guys. Not
1: at all. Among
0: 10,000 to stand up and to say, we are with God. And we're going to make this decision, even though many on many on many on many of our counterparts are not making that decision. Mm -hmm. And so we recognize we're asking something that's going to feel huge.
1: I mean, I really bet these guys suffered the first couple days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not uncommon when we make shifts in our own choices that the body rebels, yeah, and so you know that even some of us committing to this challenge may notice some discomfort in the beginning, but the body will adjust, yeah, and it, and it will give you the good, yeah, for what you're given it,
0: yeah, and it's the reality that like for most of us, it's coming off in an addiction.
1: That's so true.
0: And I think it's important for you to recognize that when you are dealing with an addiction, um, this is true of all kinds of addictions, it's important to deal with that addiction within community. It's important to have accountability. Support. Have support. To talk honestly about it, of what's happening. To say, what part of me needs, quote unquote, this sugar? Yeah. Is it the part of me that feels out of control? Is it the part of me that feels scared and feels fearful? Is it the part of me... It's It's having this real conversation with yourself to say... Man, you're going to never think thoughts you thought about yourself because you just ate on top of them. Yeah. And you're going to be left saying, man, what does it mean that I can't have something that I used to always have that I loved? And to say, I'm actually making a purposeful decision to steward my body, trusting that God wants to use me in my life.
1: And, you know, accountability, like, we talk about that in our reading program. And actually, it's one of the most important things— for success when making commitment to change I think I see that in you know AA I see that in so many Mm -hmm. other in in the program I worked and I hate accountability what do you hate about it I hate it because I'm afraid I'm gonna fail okay
0: so accountability to shame okay so accountability to you the hardest part is admitting that you're not perfect oh yeah Okay. I'm gonna fail this. So
1: why bother? Why, why don't bother? I just try? And then I hear myself and I hear others say, Oh, I should be able to do it on my own. I shouldn't need help. Mm. But we do need help. Yeah. And we need not Other only people. help from above. Yeah. We do need help around us. And, you know, I've shared with you too, there were seasons of my walk with food that became spiritual for me in mm-hmm. a sense. It, yeah. God used those times for me to really rely on him and seek him in that moment and use the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, is this really what what you want for me now? And he can use anything.
0: Yeah. To yeah. really
1: grow our relationship with
0: him. And yeah. he can use this sugar challenge to do that as well. Yeah. And I think I and Pastor talked about in 1 Corinthians, like whatever you do, whether you eat or you drink, you can do it unto the glory of the Lord. I've experienced seasons of my life where food, one way or the other, became this, oh wow, this is like now an idol. Like I need you. Yep. Absolutely. And I think we have to recognize that this is a conversation of idolatry. If you can't say no, it un- I, it owns I hear people you.
1: say, oh, like me, alcohol and pizza, right? I couldn't imagine living without it. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine living without chocolate. Well, what does that say? Yeah.
0: About who has your
1: heart. How come we can't say, I can't just live without Jesus yeah. or my Bible reading every day.
0: Yeah. If I don't have it, then. Yeah. And we don't say that. We say snooze. <laughs> right. It'll be there. Snooze. I can hang out with him later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's an important reality is to say, Babylon says, do whatever you want. And Jesus says, come to me. Come yep. to me first. Yeah. Let me show you how to walk. Yeah. Let me show you how to be. It's an invitation to relationship, but it's an invitation to relationship with him is not having relationship with the world. So it talks about in 1 John. You cannot be friends with the world and be friends with God. Right. So that means that there's going to be a distinction between us and them. And that's not to say we hate them. We're always inviting them to know Jesus. We're caring for the poor. We're caring for people. We're loving our neighbor, no doubt. But we shouldn't live the same way as our neighbor lives. Right. Right. And that's and that's kind of that hard conversation to say, do I talk the same way they talk? Mm-hmm. Do I think the way that they think? Do I spend money the same way that they spend money? Mm-hmm. Do I live this rushed life that has no room for change?
1: Because yeah. I
0: think that's like when we talk about like what struck me or what encouraged me, I think it was so interesting to say Brennan has Brennan talked about how intentionality is often swapped for convenience and Mm, this yeah. is an invitation to intentionality The sugar test is an invitation to say If your schedule does not allow you To eat a meal at home Yeah Or to pack a lunch Or to feed yourself Or to feed yourself Good food That's gonna you to, to fuel yourself You need to look at your schedule And you've picked on me about this all the time I like am oh. a chronic lunch skipper Yeah you don't eat enough I'm just a And I still gain weight It's hilarious I don't eat enough and I'm still <laughs> Still Not where I wanted to be But And it's interesting to say like For me, it's a cycle of stress.
1: Mm -hmm. It's to
0: say, I can just keep working, 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 eat a huge meal, emotionally eat at night, and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. I feel like trash. Yeah. Well, you're not alone.
1: Yeah, You're not alone with a lot of people. I mean, if I ever had lunch, it was from the... The 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 whatever the vending machine, which wasn't really a vending machine, in the back.
0: We also vending machine. It's called the youth snacks. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's me eating Doritos from the youth snack bin. That's three bins (laughs) under (laughs) that I have to crawl in. So it looks like I won't be eating youth snacks for the next few weeks. You know what? The Bible, like God, tells us who we are in Him, Mm. and we're
1: created in His image, Mm. and we are created for a purpose, right? Just like Pastor Brennan said, and I always felt too fatigued, drained to really show up like that, to really feel and experience that. And I think that he's calling us in this series to really consider how are we stewarding what he's given us. This one body, there are things that are within our control. And there are things that are outside of our control. And I think we have to be honest about what is in our control. Like we talked, you and I talked about, you know, juvenile diabetes. Yeah. Or cancer, cancer. Or things that impact us that are definitely, you know, out of our control. But what are we doing to show him the great appreciation for what he's given us in this body? And then, you know, how can we show up and serve him in yeah. that way?
0: Yeah. And I, I make this point to say, like, our intention is the only thing we're talking about. Mm. And our intentions play out in reality. And so to say, like, I can just change my mind and keep eating sugar the same way that I do, and it's like, no, you can't. Mm. Because no matter what, what I think is what I say and is what I do. Mm-hmm. And so to to live in a reality, to say, I want nothing to own me. Mm. I want nothing to have dominion over me. I want nothing to be more powerful than the voice of Jesus. That's like a big statement. I'm not saying that like, oh, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl, that's easy. No, and, and it's an it's a lifelong yes. battle. Yes. But to say that with a banner over my life and for nothing to happen practically.
1: Oh yeah. Is I looking
0: at that. the mirror and forgetting what I look like, like it talks about in James. And so this reality for me is to say, I have to come to the table asking jesus to help me to think about food yeah i have to come to the table to say hey i'm gonna spend time and energy eating to fuel my body for your glory yeah and for a life of service to you and i'm gonna do hospitality differently yeah and i'm gonna invite people to the table to say hey there's fresh food for you i love that hospitality we had out there this morning yeah it was I beautiful it. it was beautiful and it invited all people all diets to come to the table No, no, no one's excluded unless you're allergic to oranges. Uh, Someone, someone I know is allergic to oranges. One of of the children I work with, it's okay. He could have the apples. And so, but for the most part, no one's excluded from that. Mm -hmm. And there's something beautiful to say, hey, we recognize that hospitality is one of these scary things when we talk about food. And to say, if you're worried about that, it's okay. Do the cooking, Mm -hmm. bring people over Mm -hmm. and to say, hey, what does it look like to have a meal that's not saturated Mm -hmm. in sugar? Yeah. To say, hey, we have fruit for dessert. Yeah. And we, we're not saying, oh, these are like like these are things you have to be intentional about. And what is hospitality about? Is it about the food? No. It's,
1: it's about, about the, pe- the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, have a cup of tea. Yeah. To say if we want to orient, I'm not saying I think some of the most important conversations in the Bible happened around food. I think yep. food is still important. I think it's still communal. But to say your fear of not being able to have people over. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be what stops you from making good choices today that truly do honor God, because I think we have these ways of like lying to ourselves to be like, if oh. I do this, I do this. yeah, and what am I going to do? I feel that way right
1: my this is gonna change my world completely.
0: and you're like, following Jesus should change your world completely. It should change everything about you, and the fact that you're scared. And don't sit down. This is not said uncompassionately. The fact that you're scared mm-hmm. is an invitation to greater faith. Yeah. To say, can I trust him that I sit down with my budget and say, Healthy food's expensive? And say, Jesus, I trust that you're gonna help me make good choices to honor you with my money. Like for me, you'll laugh at me. I eat a decent amount of fast food. Just gonna just gonna apologize to the world for that. And so for me You know what else is expensive? Fast food. You know how expensive illness. it is to get Chick-fil-A? Just a one person, it's ten fifty three now. It used to be $8 two years ago, but whatever. And so <laughs> and so, for me, it's to say, hey, if I want to make these choices, hospitality is a really big deal to me. If I want to have someone over to eat once a week, I know that money is going to be made up if I don't buy Wawa coffee and if I don't buy Chick-fil-A two to three times a week. I'm not saying I buy it two to three times, all the time, but I'm just saying for me, it's to say for the next month, for the next month and a half on March to Easter, I'm going to say every time I want to have fast food, I'm going to thank Jesus for the food in my fridge. And then I'm going to go eat it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's my conversation. Jesus, thank you for the way you've provided for me at home Mm -hmm. or in the lunch that I packed. Mm -hmm. Give me the patience to wait till I get home to eat the self-control. They mean the self-control. Yeah. And I'm going to ask him because I think this conversation is very, it's very like do hard, be better. And the reality that we can change in any way is because Christ bought us. Mm-hmm. He regenerated us and he's sanctifying us. Yeah. You can't change because of you. You can change because Jesus empowers you to change. Great. Right. In your life right now, that God has given you and made for you, he has purposes for you.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so uh, one question that I have for you is what do you think we're robbed of when we just eat whatever we want, <laughs> what's the part of the bargain? That's the fine print that we're not uh, We're not listening to. Do you
1: Do you mean like what are we robbed of physically? What are we robbed of mentally, spiritually? Any of it, whatever comes up for you. What the first thing that comes up for me is really peace. Mm. In some ways, I mean. Sugar, especially. But let's talk about focus on sugar. I don't know how many times I've lied to myself and said I'm going to have one. Mm. And sugar is the worst culprit. Yeah, because it's not it's the even, most addictive sub- it substance. It literally fires up your brain like yeah. cocaine, like he said. But so the rats choose sugar over cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're not. They have taste buds too.
0: That's crazy to me, though. <laughs> So
1: I think sometimes self-control, there's a whole thing that goes down with that when Mm -hmm. we lie to ourselves and say, I'm just going to have a bite or I'm just going to have a taste. You know, sometimes we can't do that. For some people, we can't. Yeah. We also lose, you know, I feel it now. I don't know because my lifestyle was different beforehand. I think I was just on a regular, like mediocre sludge Mm -hmm. feeling. And then as I cleaned up, you know, and then I may return back to certain things. I feel it. So we're definitely losing. I Not only do I lose physically, I feel the impact of unhealthy eating on my body, but spiritually yeah. I feel beaten down. And it's not out of guilt, but it's like there's something that goes with that physical, that yeah. that body-spirit connection. You can't, you know, I am amazed, we talked about, I am amazed at people who suffer with chronic pain or chronic uh, illness and still can have that spiritual strength. I don't think I will, but if it ever happens to me, but because definitely when I am not feeling my best, Mm -hmm. it hits me spiritually.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. And I think we're not saying... That you're never going to be able to enjoy a bowl of ice cream. Not at all. And we're not saying there's never going to be a time to have a birthday cake. I think the reality is, is that we have made things that are celebratory, or we've made things that are special every day. And so there's feasting and there's fasting. And we feast almost every single day. And so nothing is set apart. Nothing is beautiful. And nothing is like, oh, that's like... If I got to have a bowl of ice cream once a month and I've dealt with the inner part of me, I can actually have freedom to enjoy that without it having bondage over me. Right. Because the reality is, is that as you guys experience it, you may realize things have bondage over you that you did not know because you didn't even look to see if your feet were chained. Right. For the first time, you're going to try to unlock them. You're trying to move forward. And you're like, I'm a little noisier than I thought I was because you didn't even know to look down. And who in your circle is in your in your American
1: cultural circle is gonna judge you for your bondage to chocolate. Yeah. Come on, ladies. Yeah. We but cheer they w- each
0: other on. But they will get upset when you start eating healthy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And so Then there's
0: judgment. Then <laughs> which is a unique thing. Like it's a unique thing to say, and this is like important for the church. Like, hey, as we're taking these steps, there's gonna be some people who feel like they're succeeding and some people who feel like they're not the language that we should have towards each other should always be pointing people to Christ. Yep. We shouldn't be looking over and saying, I wonder how she's doing on her sugar test. (laughs) We shouldn't be saying, I saw that cookie. (laughs) Yeah. And so the invitation for us is we actually all have to grow in maturity to say, I'm going to start taking captive my thoughts about food, Mm -hmm. about money, about how I interact with technology and so, friends, as we're talking about this, we just want you to recognize that we we need God's grace to do this. And I just want to ask, Janet, any last encouragements or any special notes you want to give to people as they're getting ready to take their test? Talk about it. Okay.
1: Talk about it. Because when we say things out loud, something happens in our brain. Seek accountability. Share it with those around you. Whatever the changes are you're making— not that they have to police you, but if you want help, ask for help. But and be brave. Don't be a chicken like me. Okay. Um, be brave, and it's okay. There is grace. If you're not perfect, only only God is perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. So
0: yeah, that's what I would say. Put it out there. That's so good. That's so good. The verse that this always reminds me of is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. It says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Oh, praise God. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. And I think that is our invitation as believers as we're aligning our hearts with Jesus. And for friends, as you're looking at this, if this feels really overwhelming to you, make one change. Yep. If you're saying, hey, I drink multiple sodas a day what does it look like to drink an iced tea? Whatever change is made, this is on the process of sanctification. If you're trying to not challenge yourself, don't be afraid to.
1: Yep. And but then, small and achievable. I think that's yeah. the, something you know you can definitely achieve.
0: Yeah. And that's where we're talking about. It's important. Looking at your community to say, hey, can you help me pick what is helpful for me and what I can stay accountable to? And if you are super healthy, in your diet already and you consider yourself, what does it look like to ask Jesus what dominates you Mm. when it comes to food and let him illuminate in your heart? It may be giving up caffeine. It may be giving up, who knows? Kale. Giving up kale. Don't give up kale. (laughs) We're just kidding. We've been joking about kale. And so friends, we are just going to pray for you as we hop off and we're really grateful. We would just ask that you would share this if it's been a blessing to you. And if you're not subscribed, that you would subscribe because it'll give you an alert every time we have a new episode. Jenny, you want to close this in prayer?
1: Sure. Heavenly Father, we want to honor you in everything we do, everything we think, everything we say. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to put this, this series on Pastor Brennan's heart. Maybe we May we be awakened and challenged, Lord, not just in our habits, but how we seek you, how we ask you what you want for us in our area of nutrition. And, Lord, that we know that if we're feeling from you that we need to make some changes, that you will give us what we need to get it done. You will guide us. Lord, I ask that all who are feeling compelled to make some changes just just lean on you and others around them, Father, and that all that we do will glorify your name, Lord, and that we will be, through this small test— even if it doesn't seem small sometimes, through this small test, you will prepare us for whatever you have ahead of us, Lord, that we would be true in this and that we would just grow stronger in you and and deeper in love with you and in our faith and trust in you. Amen.
0: Amen. Friends, thank you so much, and we pray that you have an awesome rest of your week.
1: Bye-bye.